Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. The purpose of grace is to draw us to God. Jeremiah 31 verse 3 tells us, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. The Lord of life and glory clothed his divinity with humanity to demonstrate to man that God, through the gift of Christ, would connect us with him. Without a connection with God, no one can possibly be happy. Fallen man is to learn that our Heavenly Father cannot be satisfied until his love embraces the repentant sinner transformed through the merits of the spotless Lamb of God. The work of all the heavenly intelligences is to this end. Under the command of their general, they are to work for the reclaiming of those who by transgression have separated themselves from their heavenly Father. A plan has been devised whereby the wondrous grace and love of Christ shall stand revealed to the world in the infinite price paid by the Son of God to ransom man. The love of God is revealed. This glorious plan of redemption is ample in its provisions. To save the whole world, sinful and fallen man may be made complete in Jesus through the forgiveness of sin and the imputed righteousness of Christ. When you hear the word impute, think input, put in, input. Imputed, input, put in, righteousness of Christ. In all the gracious deeds that Jesus did, he sought to impress upon men the parental, benevolent attributes of God. Jesus would have us to understand the love of the Father. Now, look at that word impress. Just I'm going to take a moment. He sought to impress upon men. Now, think of the word karakte. It's Greek. It means character. It was how they impressed the face on the metal of a coin. It was impressed, and it was character. Jesus wants to impress his character on us. Okay, going on. Jesus would have us understand the love of the Father, and he seeks to draw us to him by presenting his parental grace. He would have the whole field of our vision filled with the perfection of God's character. It was only by living among men that he could reveal mercy, compassion, and love of his heavenly Father. For it was only by actions of benevolence that he could set forth the grace of God. Christ came to manifest the love of God to the world, to draw the hearts of all men to himself. The first step toward salvation is to respond to the drawing of the love of Christ. It is that men may understand the joy of forgiveness, the peace of God, that Christ draws them through the manifestation of his love. They respond to his drawing, yielding their hearts to his grace. He will lead them on step by step to a full knowledge of himself, and this is life eternal. you can imagine God the Father longing to connect with us but not being able to. Sin cannot exist in his presence. 
so it required a mediator to provide a connection. Imagine him longing to connect with you and agreeing with Jesus to provide a way and then waiting for you while you chase shadows on earth. And we read that he cannot be satisfied until his love embraces you and me, repented and transformed through Christ's spotless merits. Yes, transformed, since sin cannot exist in his presence. In order to bring you and I back into his presence, we must be transformed. I find it fascinating that all the heavenly intelligences are involved in this work. Whatever life was like for them before Adam and Eve selected another ruler over them than Jesus, it's different now for everyone in heaven as the work to bring us back to our original status and estate has taken the place of what they did before. We seem to be sporadically happier than a pig in slop, not wanting to be bathed and primped, diving back into the muck first chance. It's interesting how our mindset can adjust to conditions. We can be adjusted to the condition of the muck and the mire, or we can be adjusted to being clean and primped. We too could adjust to God's ways if we'll submit to the process. I remember when I was about three, I sat on a cactus. <laughs> I was trying to catch a kitty that went under a building, and I ended up <laughs> sitting down. And my mother had to pick every little thorn out of my tender thighs with a tweezer, and I had to endure this process, and each wound stung for a while before I was back to normal. So it was just a process, and God has a process for us. And it's not always comfortable. Well, it's not very comfortable ever, but in our fallen state, we just don't appreciate purity and holiness. <laughs> Only love can beget love. God's love revealed. Christ's love demonstrated. But we need to stop our frenzied life long enough to ponder and consider his life, to appreciate it, to see how it connects to us personally. Now, I believe that until we can clearly make that connection, we don't have enough impetus to fight the ennui or the downward pull of the sleepy warm bath and the creature comforts of the moment to enter into the battle with selfishness. I think we just feel uncomfortable and asking ourselves, well, why am I resisting this cup of coffee and piece of chocolate cake? I want it. It will be so soothing to my nerves to have it. I will have it. After all, Solomon said, and here I'm going to read a little bit of Solomon in Ecclesiastes. I'm going to read it from the complete Jewish Bible version just because it seems easier to really get. Chapter 9. I applied myself to all of this, sifted through it, and concluded that the righteous and the wise, along with their deeds, are in God's hands. A person cannot know whether these people and deeds will be rewarded with love or with hatred. All options are open. Anything can happen to anyone. The same thing can happen to the righteous as to the wicked, to the good and clean and to the unclean. To someone who offers a sacrifice and to someone who doesn't offer a sacrifice, it's the same for a good person as for a sinner or someone who takes an oath rashly as for someone who fears to take an oath. This is another evil among all those done under the sun, but the same events can occur to anyone. 
truly the human mind is full of evil and as long as people live folly is in their hearts after which they go to be with the dead for as long as a person is linked with the living there is hope better to be a living dog than a dead lion for the living know that they will die but the dead know nothing there's no longer any reward for them because all their memory is lost what they loved what they hated what they envied all disappeared long ago and they no longer have a share in anything done under the sun so go eat your bread with joy drink your wine with a happy heart for god has already accepted your deeds let your clothing always be white and never fail to perfume your head enjoy life with the wife that you have loved throughout your meaningless life that he has given you under the sun all the days of your fertility for that is your allotted portion in life and in your labor that you work at under the sun whatever task comes your way do it with all your strength because in hell where you will go or in shell or the grave there is neither working nor planning neither knowledge nor wisdom yet another thing i observed under the sun is that races aren't won by the swift or battles by the strong food doesn't go to the wise or wealth to the intelligent or favor to the experts rather Time and chance rule them all, for people don't know when their time will come any more than fish taken in a fatal net or birds caught in a snare. Similarly, people are snared at an unfortunate time when suddenly it falls on them. Here's something else I have seen as wisdom under the sun, and it seemed important to me. There was a small town with few people in it, and a great king came to attack it. He surrounded it and built a massive siege works against it. Now there was found in it a man who was poor but wise, and by his wisdom he saved the city. Yet afterwards nobody remembered that poor man. So although I say that wisdom is better than strength, nevertheless the poor man's wisdom is despised. Nobody pays attention to what he says. A wise man speaking quietly is more worth heeding than the shouts of a ruler commanding fools. Wisdom is better than weapons of war. But a person who makes a mistake can destroy much good. And there are the last two verses of Ecclesiastes, which is in chapter 12, verses 13 and 14. Take me just a second to get there. Um, well, okay, verses 13 and 14. Here is the final conclusion. Now that you have heard everything, fear God and keep his commandments. This is what being human is all about, for God will bring to judgment everything we do, including every secret, whether good or bad. Here is the final conclusion. Now that you have heard everything, fear God and keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of man. Finally, we read that if we respond to Christ's drawing, yielding our heart to his grace, he will lead us on step by step to a full knowledge of him, and this is life eternal. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the drawing love of Jesus, for your love to provide that. Thank you that you have a way to restore us and transform us so that we can stand in your presence again without being destroyed. You can make us what we were with our original estate and status with you, we long for that change, Lord, and we also long for a change of heart and mind so that we can join in this battle with self and cooperate 
I pray for those who are here with me this morning. A special prayer, especially that, that they would be able to understand and take hold of the plan that you have devised to bring them to you. Thank you, Jesus. In your name, I pray. Amen. All right, my friends. God bless you today. I'll see you in the morning.